Romans chapter 5 verse 8 For God commended his love towards us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us So it's not about what we have done Or what we will ever do It's about his love for us I can boldly tell you That it's not about what you have done It's not about what you are doing It's not about what you will ever do God loves you And you need to realize that because he loves you He will not lead you in what you are going through Tonight our faith, faith will be strengthened by the word of God. Lord, our faith will receive a boost. It will move from the level where it is to a whole new level in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. I'm so excited tonight. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What a wonderful day it's been. I believe you all out there joining me tonight in this live broadcast. I believe you've had a wonderful day. Uh, just like I've said earlier, uh, we started the series at the beginning of the month titled Heroes of Faith. Uh, for me, it's a topic that is necessary for such a time as this because there's so much negativity that is flying all around us. And we need our faith to be strengthened by the word of God. There's so much negativity. There's so much uh, backbiting. There's so much gossiping. There's so much, there's so much backstabbing. I mean, there's a whole lot that is going on in the world, even within the body of Christ. And a lot of people are getting to lose their faith. A lot of people are getting to turn their backs on God. A lot of people are getting to turn their back on the church. A lot of people are getting to turn their back on pastors. Glory to God because of a lot of things that are happening in the world. But you and I need to realize that heaven and earth may pass away, but not a single jot of his word will not but come to pass. Every single word that God has declared will surely come to pass. And we need to strengthen our faith by that word. Don't forget that, our, I mean, our faith comes. Romans chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How does your faith come? I mean, how does faith come to you? How does your faith grow? How does your faith increase? Only by listening to the word of God can your faith be boosted. Don't forget that whatever you listen to forms your belief. If you continually listen to fear, fear will be formed in you. Glory to God. But when you hear the word of God continually, one of the things that the word of God does to you is that it builds your faith. It strengthens your faith. Glory to God. Your faith is empowered. Your faith, I mean your faith, your faith goes into action as a result of hearing uh, the word of God. So tonight we're going to continue the series. I believe that Pastor Kunle did a wonderful job, you know, on Sunday, you know, and Pastor uh, uh, Stanley did a good job also in Kuala and also Minister Kimumi. Wonderful job in the city of Akure. We celebrate you, great men of God, for all the work you're doing in all of the campuses. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. So tonight I'd like you to open your Bibles um, to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, that's where we're going to continue. And uh, for those who stayed on our pages and listened to our Mixler channel on Sunday, Pastor Kunle did a wonderful job. My God, I was so blessed. So blessed by the word that they brought away. 
Glory to God. He talked a lot about the faith of God, the God kind of faith. And that's the kind of faith that we should have. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, I have the God kind of faith. The kind of faith that caused those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. I mean, wonderful, wonderful message. It's already on our YouTube channel and it's also on our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Love Domain Family Assembly, and also the podcast. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 11, let's begin to run because of our time. From verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. Remember I told us that faith gives substance to what you're hoping for. You see, what you're hoping for is not yet yours in the physical. What, I, what do I mean by that? What you're hoping for is not yet in your hands, but the fact that you have faith gives it substance. Glory to God. It makes it solid. Glory to God. So I'm telling somebody that I'm having faith for this, Praise God. What it means is that I don't have it yet, but my faith gives a substance and gives me the assurance. Glory to God. If Pastor Kuli or Pastor KG is there, you can help me put up some other translation that amplify, praise God, or the message. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the evidence. The evidence that I have it. So if you're asking me, Pastor, do you have it? And I'm telling you that I have faith for it. What I'm saying is that even though I may not be able to show you right now, but my faith makes me know that I already have it, even though I don't have it yet physically. Glory to God. And you see, when you read from the Amplified Translation, it says, faith is the title deed. And I was explaining to us the word title deed. You know, for people who deal with lands, estate managers, and all of that, they understand what title deed means. Once the title deed of a land is handed over to you, what that means is that you already own the land. The truth is, you may not have visited that land physically. But the fact that they handed over the title deeds to you means that wherever that land is, that land belongs to you. In fact, your name is written on the title deed. Glory to God. So you see, I may be in Lagos right now, but somebody, or maybe I sent money to Dubai, for example, to buy a land, or UK to buy a land, or the United States to buy a land, you know what happens is that they send the title deed of that land to me. It carries my name, Reverend Banji Oladipo, you know, on that title deed. Now, I may not have been to that land physically in the U.S., but what it means is that the fact that the title deed is with me, it means that I've already taken possession of the land, even though... I may not have been there before, even though I may not be there on the land physically, but land, that land surely belongs to me. So that's what faith is, because we need to understand what we're dealing with. Glory to God. We need to understand. And you see, what I just defined to you right now, it does not make sense to the natural man. For the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. I mean, how do you say that you have something that you don't have yet? I mean, that, that's the simplest way to put it. How do you say you have something that you don't have yet? It doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make sense. And that's one of the reasons why I told us again and again, right from the beginning of the series, that when it comes to faith, faith does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I've repeated again and again that one of the problems of this generation that we live in is that we just want everything to make sense. We want everything to make sense. And that's why the Bible is no longer making sense to a whole lot of people. Glory to God. Thank you, Tom, for that. He said, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, the proof of the things we do not see. Can you see that? The proof of the things we do not see. So my faith is a proof that I have it even though I don't have it yet. Glory to God. I mean, it does not make sense to the natural sense. And remember where we started from. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And I told us another translation. Says, for we walk by faith and not by sensory perception. You see, when it comes to faith, our senses are irrelevant. I mean, it's, it's totally irrelevant. It does not, I mean, your sense cannot comprehend what faith wants to do in your life. I'm telling you the truth. Glory to God. So, this generation that we live in, we have become so sensible. We have become so knowledgeable. I mean, we just, we just want to reason out everything. Glory to God. The man of old, when you read in verse 2, he said, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Now he's talking about faith. That by faith, the elders obtained a good report. That means the man that lived before us, the man that lived in Bible days, they were commended because of their faith. <clears throat> and if you run through their stories, I mean, what they were commended for truly and in reality does not make sense. Glory to God. If those men were to live in this generation, probably they too will have become more, how do I put it down? They will have become more sensible, glory to God, for the word of God. Because there's such a level where you can become so sensible that you become too sensible for faith, you become too sensible for God, glory to God. God is saying, I'm going to bless you. But you're right there sitting down, putting, you know, uh, your paper to work, you know, punching your calculators, doing a lot of calculation of how money is going to come, and all of that. Listen to me. Listen to me. When it's faith, it does not make sense. It does not make sense, I'm telling you. Glory to God. And I want to encourage everyone out there who is listening to me tonight. You're watching on Facebook Live. You are listening to me on the Mixler channel. I'd like to encourage you to subject your life to the Word of God. You must subject your life to the Word of God. You cannot, oh my God, you cannot afford to be like this generation that is becoming too knowledgeable, becoming too sensible for the Word of God. I mean, how would you, how would you handle it if Jesus were to be in this generation and he says to you, take your hook and line and go to Babich if you're living in Lagos, drop your hook and line in the sea and the fish you will catch, you will find a coin in his mouth. I mean, take the money, glory to God. I don't know the country you live in. If you live in Nigeria, Jesus is saying to you, drop your hook and line in the sea, the fish you will catch open his mouth, you will find some Naira in there. Maybe you're in US, you will find some dollars in there. Maybe you're in China, you'll find some yen in there. Glory to God. Maybe you're from Ghana, you'll find some CDs in there. 
I mean, how, I mean, how do I, how do you handle that? How do you handle such an information? If Jesus were to live in this generation, and people are asking you to pay your tax, and Jesus, did, listen, oh my God, you don't understand what I'm saying. He's saying that the people came to you, the tax collectors came, and they said, we need you to pay your tax. And Jesus did not give you ATM. He didn't say, take my ATM, my pin is 4444. Glory to God. Or, or 9999. He didn't, he didn't give you the ATM. I said, go to the bank, you know, the account is savings account and all of that. I'll go with us somebody and settle the tax. He didn't say that. Remember that Jesus had money. The group had money. Because Judas was the financial officer. He was the one that held the purse. He had money. They had money. Jesus could have said to Peter, just go meet Judas, collect some money, and settle our tax. But instead, just he said, take your hook and line. The fish you will catch, there's going to be money. I mean, how do you? And Peter obeyed because the Bible did not show us that Peter argued with it. Peter just took his line and his, uh, his line and went into the sea and dropped it and caught a fish and opened his mouth. And there was a coin to settle the attack. Listen, can I say it again and again? That faith does not make sense. When you become too knowledgeable for God, the more knowledgeable or sensible you become, the less you are able to walk in faith. Glory to God. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Abraham got a good report. Isaac got a good report. Jacob got a good report. Ezekiel got a good report. Nehemiah got a good report. Malachi got a good report. By their faith, they got a good report. Samson got a good report. Hallelujah. And when you look at the lives of these men and women, these heroes of faith, you will find out that a lot of times what they did did not make sense. Glory to God. And we need to, oh my God, we need to bring out that dimension. We need to bring back that dimension of faith into our lives today. We need to bring back that dimension of faith into the church today. We need to bring back that dimension of faith into our family, into our business, into our career into our marriage are, are you following this because the truth of the matter that level of faith that kind of faith is fast disappearing hallelujah for my faith the elders obtain a good report then he says by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of god he says so that things which are seen are not made of things which are visible did you see that he said, we understand by faith that the words were framed. The words were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen are that so that, so that things which which are seen were not made of things which are visible. That means the things that we see around us today came out of the invisible. Or can I say like I, like I want to say to you? The visible came out of the invisible. Oh, you didn't get that. The invisible batted the visible. Whatever it is you see today came out. It came out of the visible. Whatever you see, the whole of the earth, you and I, everything came out of the invisible. God had to speak everything into creation. Even when it came to man, he said, let us make man in our own image. He had to speak. Everything came. 
I remember when Pastor Kule was teaching us on Sunday. He said we should have the God kind of faith. And that's the kind of faith that causes things that be not as though they were. The things that be not as though they were. The things, I mean, those things are not there, but they are there. You know they are there, and you're speaking them until they come into reality. Glory to God. Now look at what it says. Let's let's move further. Glory to God. Now look at verse 4. Now this is the first, I mean, it's amazing. This is the first example of a man that walked by faith. And I'm going to call him, you know, I called, told us that the book of Hebrews chapter 11 is the book of, uh, 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 I mean, the records. I mean, give us a record of men and women that walked by faith and what they did that made their faith to be commended. The first person that the book of Hebrews was going to recommend or was going to commend is the man Abel. Now look at what it says about Abel. It says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and though, and through it, he being dead, still what? Still speaks. Now, now, now I'm going to, <laughs> now I'm going to say something now. And I need you to pay attention. It's amazing that when the book of Hebrews was being put together, don't forget that the men of old, the Bible says the men of old wrote, or they spoke, they wrote down as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. So whenever you read the Bible, even though they were written by men, you should have it at the back of your mind that somebody gave them an inspiration to write, to pen down these words. And that's the person of the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Ghost inspired the writer of the book of Hebrews. When he was writing about the heroes of faith, the first person he was going to write about was Abel. And what did he say Abel did? He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, listen to me. You know, you know one of the big issues that we have in the body of Christ right now is the issue of giving. <laughs> it's the issue of giving. That, that's what, it's a major challenge for a lot of people. That's why we have, you know, um, tight debates everywhere. We have all kinds of, you know, debates going on. Glory to God. Now, I told us um, when we were uh, running through the series last month on that standing church and money, if you remember, I told us that, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I see that the division within the body of Christ that um you know the people that are coming to say to talk about tithes you know that the new testament believers should not pay tithe again and all of that is of the old testament i told us that i see a set of people who are rising to teach that because they've taken time to study the word of god and know what the word of god is saying pertaining to it but i told us at the same time that there's another set of people who are also agonizing for that same truth but they are not agonizing for that truth because they know it is the truth but they are agonizing for that truth 
because they feel that they need to hold on to their money. Glory to God. They should not give it towards the cause of the gospel any longer. Glory to God. I hope you understand what I just said. I mean, if you don't get the full G's, you can go back to last month's series. Everything is on our podcast. Understanding church and money. I spoke a lot about tithe, first fruits, and all of that. Glory to God. Now, I did a teaching, a full teaching on tithe last month. To show us that the New Testament believer is not bound to pay tithes. Glory to God. But you and I know that the first set of believers, that after the Holy Ghost came, the people were not speaking of tithe. The people were not arguing about tithe. The Bible said that those men gave their all. Some even went to sell their land, they sold their car, and all of that. So the first church did not have problem with giving. But you see, the generation that we live in, they have become so sensible and so knowledgeable, glory to God, for faith that they will rather hold on to what they have than release what they have for the cause of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I hope you understand what it is I'm saying. Now, I know somebody out there who probably did not listen to the teaching on understanding church and money will be feeling, oh, pastors have come again. They want to take our money. Now, now, this is not about taking your money. There are people, there are pastors. I told us last month. I understand the fact that there are pastors who are into a lot of gimmicks. Glory to God. I mean, some pastors even make it very glaring to their congregation that it's all about money. That even me, myself, I'm wondering that, I mean, how can this be so glaring? Yet, their congregation is full Sunday in, Sunday out. It's so glaring. Glory to God. But you see, that still does not take away the place of giving when it comes to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you following me? The Bible says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. So, the Bible is saying to us here that for Abel to offer to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, it was an act of faith. Are you following me? Are you following? It was an act of faith. You know, I know some preachers have come before now to say that uh, one of the reasons why, you know, the sacrifice of, of, um, of Cain was not acceptable was because Cain was a farmer and Abel, you know, uh, uh, was, a, was a shepherd, he takes care of sheep, and uh, it was because of uh, the blood that was in the sacrifice of Abel and the absence of blood in the sacrifice of Cain that made God accept that of Abel and that of, and refuse that of Cain. But no, 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 this is not what the Bible is see the bible is not talking about blood here blood was not the difference no blood was not the reason why the sacrifice of ak abel was accepted and that of k was refused the bible says by faith abel offered unto god a more excellent sacrifice Come on, if Tom is out there, if Pastor Kule is out there, you can help me put that scripture verse 4 put it up on the screen from the amplified translation he said by faith Abel came by faith. And because he had faith in God, he said his sacrifice was more excellent. It was more excellent. He gave God an excellent sacrifice. And you see, for God to say that the man's sacrifice is excellent, oh my God, you need to know that that man's sacrifice is excellent. And you see, and I also believe 
that much more than maybe the size of the of the of the sacrifice glory to god much more than the size i i believe that he has a whole lot to do more with the heart of abel more to do with the heart of abel remember when he was talking about giving in the new testament he said every man should give not grudgingly every man should not give grudgingly glory to god but he said for god loves a cheerful giver so i'm so certain that when abel was bringing his offering he was not bringing that offering anyhow he was not going to bring it anyhow you know just like most people do today glory to god a lot of people don't even want to give again and the people that even give they got they are giving grudgingly that just i mean do you understand what it is i'm saying but abel was going to give to god a more excellent sacrifice and just like i was telling us beyond the size of the offering i believe it has so much to do with the attitude with how abel brought that offering unto god that made god say uh-uh this is acceptable but this is not acceptable i believe that came somehow may have brought that sacrifice anyhow and just say let's just do it glory to god let's just do it let's just let's just put it down and just go but Abel came there was a way must have come now you remember in the old testament don't forget that you know the old testament was was, was shadows there were shadows the reality is the new testament glory to god but the old testament are a pointers showing us how some things should be done in the new testament do you understand what it is i'm saying you remember when the angel of death was in the land and the angel of death was slaughtering people all over the land and the king david said i, I need to stop this and i need to make a sacrifice unto god and immediately saw the threshing floor of honor and he told Onan, hey, Onan, I need to make a sacrifice unto God to stop the hand of this angel of death. You remember what Onan told him? Onan said, oh king, you don't need to ask me. The land belongs to the king. You can take the land and just go ahead and make a sacrifice unto God. But look at the response of David. David said unto Onan, I know I am the king. I know if I take the land, there's nothing you can do about it. He said, but I will not offer unto God that which cost me nothing. <laughs> it must cost me something. I'm not just going to offer it anyhow unto God. I'm not just going to take it free and just offer it unto God because I am the king. He, got, he has to cost me something. Now, that is a man who is walking by faith but listen to me this generation will rather take that land for free and just make that sacrifice unto god anyhow they want to make it and it's interesting to know that what this generation is fighting is actually the first example of the era of faith that the book of hebrews was showing us he has to do with given glory to god he has to do with given we're not we're not men who who believe in god i cannot release our resource for god we're not men like that and you see i know people will say hey, but the pastors are eating our money the pastors are see, you know i keep telling you if you're in a church where you feel your pastor is eating your money then go find a church where the pastor is not going to eat your money where you will be confident to release your millions and you will be sure that your millions are being used for the propagation of the gospel go there 
There are always 7,000 men and women out there that has not bowed to the image of Baal. Elijah felt like, Elijah felt like, I'm the only one left. But God said, what do you mean? I've got 7,000 men who have not bowed. And if you will look around you, you will surely find. Because when it comes to giving to God, listen, there's nobody that has seen God before. Even the Bible confirms it. The only way you get to give to God in this generation is when you get to give towards the cause of the gospel. And remember I told us, you know, there are people who are agitating and saying, oh, let's give our money to the poor directly. Let's give our tithe to the poor directly and not give it to the church. And I keep saying to you, if everybody goes ahead and decides to give their money to the poor and no longer to the church, after everybody has given their money to the poor, then what's next? Because a lot of people will go ahead, give their money to the poor, and that will be the end. The gospel will never be preached to those poor people. You need to understand that the church is the only institution on planet Earth whose primary concern is the propagation of the gospel. The church is the only institution on the earth whose primary purpose, whose primary concern, who that their thought is always filled. How will the gospel get to the next level? How will the people hear the gospel? The Bible says, how will they hear if there's no preacher? Glory to God. So we need to understand that. Glory to God. And the first example of faith given to us is that Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. This generation probably will not offer it. You will put calculation and buy one pen to work. Po, 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 say, ah, come on, 10%. <laughs> While the first church was giving their 100, you are punching your calculator. Glory to God. You know, interestingly, I told people that, you know, when, when, you, when God is still blessing you in some thousands, it's easy to pay your tithe if you're someone who pays it. Glory to God. And I told us that tithe is a form of giving. It's just one of the form of giving. Glory to God. The Bible says every man should give as they propose in their heart. So if you're proposing your heart that you want to give your 10%, good. If it's 5, if it's 10, if it's 20, whatever you want to give, propose in your heart. Glory to God. But for example, if you're somebody who believes in the giving of tithe, it will be easy for you to give your tithe when you're still earning some thousands. Glory to God. But the day there's an opening of $10 billion and you have to give a tithe of $1 billion out of the $10 billion, that day you'll probably pause and say, hey, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Now, at that level, it's going to take your faith to be able to release that fund. Or are you following this? Abel was able to do that because he walked by faith and not by sensory perception. Don't forget where we're coming from. Now look at verse 5. He said, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see that I was not found because God had taken him. From before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Look at a normal man of faith. The Bible says, by faith, Enoch disappeared. Some transition puts. By faith, Enoch walked with God and was not. By faith, Enoch walked with God. Enoch believed so much in the visible God. He believed so much that he had to, I mean, he disappeared from the face of the earth. He escaped death. Glory to God. Now, how much?
much do you believe in the invisible God? Oh, can I challenge some believers out there? How really, how much do you really, really believe in the invisible God? These are days when Christians are turning atheists. And they are now beginning to fight the invisible God. And the Bible talks about this invisible God. He says to the only wise God, immortal, invisible God. Are you following me? How more do you believe in the invisible God? But Enoch believed so much in the invisible God to a point and he walked with this God that the Bible says God had to take him. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? You know, sometimes I do something. I just I just walk outside my house, you know, and I've been doing it for long, right from when I was in school days, you know. Sometimes when they, I mean, you know, sometimes in life, your, your mind so, just becomes suddenly clouded with a lot of things. And I need to remind myself of the awesomeness of God. You know what I do? I, I just go outside my house and I pause and I lift up my eyes to the clouds. And I continue to stare at the clouds. Now, if anybody comes around me that, at that time, they'll probably think maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a particular bird or I'm looking for a plane <clears throat> or something up there. But that's not what I'm looking for. I continue to look at the clouds from one angle to another. How they are spread everywhere. I continue to look at how they move. And in all of those things, I begin to see the invisible God. I continue to see the invisible God, the only wise God, the one, oh my God. You know in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says God divided the waters. He divided the water. He said, let some go up and let some remain down. The one that remain on the earth. He said, let them gather into a place and let the earth appear. He said, once this water gathered, some will be called sea, some will be called ocean, some will be called lake, some will be called river. He said, but let, let the ones that is, divide, that is divided, that is all. He said, let them be called firmament. So, whenever you look at the clouds up there, what you're seeing up there is a large body of water. And you see, that water is up there, it's flowing. And they are not collapsed suddenly and all of them fall upon the earth. Are you following this? Something is holding that water body up there. And do you know what is holding it? The word of God. When God said, let the waters divide and let some stay up and be called firmament. Since that very day, that word held in place that water body up there. Listen to me. You need to strengthen your faith in the invisible God. You need to make a result on the invisible God. You, are, oh my, you understand what it is I'm saying? We have not seen God before. Nobody has seen him before. But listen to me god exists god is real you may not know oh my god you may not have felt him you may not be able to see you may not be able to touch him physically but listen to me he is out there he's real he not walk with god he believe oh my god by faith he walk with god the invisible got to a point he believes so much in the visible that the invisible had to make him disappear from the face of the earth he escaped death that was how strong his faith in the invisible was. How strong is your faith in the invisible God? Are you among those believers who something small happens to? They say, yeah, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, you don't remember one of, I mean, maybe, maybe it was last week Wednesday. 
or two Sundays ago. I was saying to us that, you know, we succeeded to raise a lot of jelly babies. Jelly, you know, jelly, jelly, you know. <laughs> I don't know how best to describe it. Jelly babies, soft Christians everywhere. They're so soft. You know, poke them. <laughs> ah! Oh my God. <laughs> ah! Some will even be crying. See, where is God? Where is God? He got, you know, I met a lady one time. He said, I'm, I'm fighting God. I'm angry with God. I said, hey, you, small, tiny, tiny, little, little, kitty, kitty, kitty. My daughter will say, kitty, 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 little. <laughs> kitty, tiny, kitty, kitty, little, you. You're angry with God. And when I asked, why are you angry with God? He said, because God did not. Ah! In your mouth, you are angry with God. When there are people who have made a resolve that either God shows up or he doesn't show up, we believe in God. A Job said, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And yet we find this generation apportioning blames unto God. And because they apportion blame to God, they begin to lose their faith in God. Is God even real? It may not be real to you, but it's real to me. If it's not real, I won't be doing what I'm doing. He is my shepherd. He supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. <laughs> Are you listening to me? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He provides all my needs. The Lord heals my body. The Lord sustains me. The Lord keeps me. He's my keeper. He's my shield. He's my helper. He's my comforter. That's who he is to me. Enoch walked with God and he was not. He disappeared from the face of the earth. How strong is your faith in the invisible God? Now let's go further tonight. I know our time is fast spent. We have just a few minutes more. Glory to God. But I'm just enjoying my... You know, I can do this for the next three hours. Glory to God. Now look at what it says in verse 6. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is. Now, do you see the point? Do you see where the writer was driving to? Enoch walked with God and he disappeared. Enoch believed in the invisible God and he disappeared. Then in verse 6, he said, look. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that must come to him must first believe that he is. You see, isn't that the problem of a lot of people all over the world today? He said those that must come to him must first believe that he is. You know, <laughs> you know, according to you know the rules of English and all of that, you know, um, if, if uh, maybe an English professor or a doctor in um, language you know, picks this up, he will say, oh, why would they say that? Um, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, for he who comes to God must first believe that he is. They, I mean, they should have used, he was. But you see, God is never was. God is always is. <laughs> Glory to God. God is never was. God is never in the past. He always is. He said, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those that must come to him must first believe 
that he is. He is. Not that he was. God is always is. Oh my God. I love that book of Psalms. You know how he put it. He said God is a pleasant help in time of trouble. Another transition say God is a ready help. But there's a transition that says God is a pleasant help. That means he's a pleasant help. That means like, like he's an helper right now. Like right now, right now, right now. He's not an helper in the past. He's not a God that only helped the people of the past. He's still alive. He's still helping people. Glory to God. And I can tell you, even this month, he has helped me. Oh my gosh, will I shock you? That even today, God has helped me. Are you following this? He's a present help. He's not a past help. He's a present help. He said, but those that must come to him must first believe that he is, not that he was, that he is, and that he is a rewarder. Oh my God. That means the moment that you believe that God is, there's a reward coming your way. Ha ha, glory to God. The moment that you believe he is, the moment that you know that God is, not that God was. The moment that you believe he is, there's a reward coming your way. Are you following me? In the midst of that trouble that you're in right now, oh, come and tell yourself God is. In the midst of the chaos in the world, come and tell yourself God is. In the midst of that monetary crisis, tell yourself God is. In the midst of that financial challenge, tell yourself God is. In the midst of that academic trouble, tell yourself God is. In the midst of the chaos in your country, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of COVID-19, tell yourself God is. God is never worse. God is and he is a rewarder. Listen to me. There's a reward coming somebody's way tonight. There's a reward coming somebody's way tonight. The fact that you believe that he is, there's a reward coming your way. Right now, oh my God. Right now, I feel like prophesying over the life of somebody. I hope you're ready to type amen on the screen. If you're watching me on Facebook, if you're listening on Mixler, I hope you're ready to say loud amen. I'm ready to prophesy because listen to me. As you believe that God is in the midst of your family challenge, in the midst of the crisis, in the midst of your sickness right now, as you believe that God is, listen to me. Power is being released upon you. The reward, 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 reward of belief is coming to you. Come on, type a on the screen. The reward of believing that he is, is coming to you. The reward of healing, the reward of deliverer, the reward of abundance, the reward of healing, the reward of honor is coming to you. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, how somebody saying amen. How somebody shouting amen. Oh, this is where we end it for tonight. We'll continue on Sunday. Oh, listen to me. Oh my God, there's a reward coming your way. There's a reward coming your way. There's a reward coming your way. The storm is over. The storm is over. The storm is blowing over. Oh my God, who am I talking to? There's that individual. You're presently in the midst of a storm. But as you believe that God is, that storm is over. That storm is over. That storm is over. I speak to that storm. That storm is over in the name of Jesus. Oh, receive it tonight. Take it tonight. Receive it tonight. 
Take the power tonight. Receive it tonight. Take the power tonight. Oh my God. I feel, oh my God. I feel the power of God moving through the internet right now. Come on, I, I see the power of God moving through the internet right now. Then, oh my God, somebody's faith is rising. Somebody's faith is rising. And that faith is delivering to you the reward. The reward, the reward. There's a reward. Oh my God, somebody's being rewarded. Somebody's being rewarded. Somebody's being rewarded. In Kwanacho, take the reward. In Akura, take the reward. In Lagos, take the reward. Take the reward. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. In Abuja, take the reward. In US, take the reward. In Ghana, take the reward. Take it, take it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God, I feel that power. And it's touching you right there. Come on, right there in your living room. Right there in your living room. Yes, 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 yes. Take it, 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 take it. That's it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God, what a power. Oh my God, I feel I feel the power of God in this place. And that power is moving. He's moving to wherever you are. You're in your car listening. Come on, it's oh my God. There's so much power in that car right now. There's so much power in that living room right now. There's so much power in your bedroom right now. There's so much power in Kuala Auditorium right now. Come on, take the power. 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 Oh, glory to God. Oh, God is. God is. He never was. God is always is. He's always is. I love that song. So God is a miracle walker. Oh, God is a glorious God. Oh, God is a miracle worker. Oh, God is a glorious God. Oh, God is a miracle worker. Oh, God is a glorious Time. Oh God is a miracle walker. Oh God is a glorious God. Oh thank you, Lord. Oh wherever you are, if you are permitted, and if you can, you can shut your eyes right now and just raise your hands towards the heaven. Oh, just raise your hands towards the heaven. Thank you, Lord. The spirit of the living God is moving through the airwaves right now. Oh my God, I feel it so strong. I feel that power right here on my fingers. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, I feel the power moving right now. I feel the power moving right now, right now, right now. In love's domain family assembly quality. Come on, as you gather, take it, take it, take the power, 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 take the power. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, wherever you are, take the power. Oh, come on, wherever you are in Lagos, in Abuja, in Kwale, in Akura, in Lagos, wherever you are, Sokoto, in Ghana, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, wherever it is you are. 
uh, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Gambia, in Uganda, in Kenya, in Dubai, wherever you are. Oh, in Saudi Arabia, come and take the power tonight. Oh my God, I feel that flow of power. <laughs> oh, God is. Yes, yes, God is. He never was. Oh, God is, God is, God is, God is, God is. Take it. God is, take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it wherever you are. Take your healing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, there are five people that are being healed right now. Oh, five of you being healed right now. The power of God is touching you. It's touching you. It's touching you. Oh, come on. I hear that also is gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. That also is gone. It's 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 gone. Take the power. It's gone. You won't hear of it again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's somebody that's a you're, you're, you have like a partial deafness in your right ear. Oh, as I'm doing this right now, you're feeling something tingling in that air. Something is tingling. Just the way I'm doing this right now. Something is tingling in that air. And that air is popping open right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh-huh. It's popping open right now. Open, open in the name of Jesus. Yes, God is. God is. That air is opening. Is opening. Come on. You will testify. Uh-huh. 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 Block your left ear and let somebody scream into that ear. Or let somebody go to your back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's so much power moving through the airwaves tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is. He never was. The one is the one who was and is. And is to come. He's always present. Present in the past. Present in the present. And present in the future. Oh, did you hear what I just said? It's present in the past. It's present in the present. And it's present in the future. Wherever you go is there. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Go, come and raise your hands tonight and just bless him. Thank him for a wonderful time in his word. Oh, give him praise. Give him glory. Oh, give him glory. Give him glory. Give him honor. Why don't you lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory to your name forever. Oh, Lord, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. <clears throat> thank you because our faith is built. Thank you because no longer we will walk by our senses. We will walk, we will walk by faith. And no longer will we, we believe that our present challenge is greater than you. No longer will we believe that you are able, that you were able to handle issues in the past, but no longer in the moment. We believe that you always is. Not that you were, not that you was, but that you always is. You're always in our present. You're a present help in time of trouble. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the healings. Thank you for the transformation. Thank you for the boosting our faith as a result of your word. We give you praise and glory. We give you all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Oh, come on, go ahead and celebrate Jesus tonight, wherever you are tonight. That message was from the stables of Love's Domain Family Assembly. Senior pastors are Pastor Banji and KG Oladipo. To reach this ministry, send a mail to lovesdomainfamily at gmail.com. Remain blessed.